Hey everyone, head on down to the Park Theatre on January 4th for a screening of the best worst movie ever, The Room. Doors are at 7.15 and show at 8 o'clock, and the tickets are only $5 in advance or $10 at the door. Again, that's January 4th, The Room at the Park Theatre. Our friends at the Park are continuing the awesome movie showings on January 10th and 11th with a special sing-along edition of the 1986 cult classic Labyrinth, starring David Bowie and created by Jim Henson. Again, doors at 7.15, show at 8 o'clock, and tickets are $5, which can be found in advance at the Park Theatre, Music Trader, or online at Ticketfly. This episode of Which Police Radio is also brought to you by the Solstice edition of Record Sundays, which is happening December 17th at Peg Beer Co. Dub Ditch Picnic, Eat'em Up Records, Eye and Ear Control, and Electro Heat Records will all be there with records, tapes, and CDs. Plus, there'll be beer, food, and a setup where you can be the DJ and force your tastes on friends and strangers. That's 12 to 5 p.m. December 17th at Peg Beer Co., 125 Pacific. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. All right, so welcome to uh, Witch Police Radio. I am in the basement in the West End uh, with someone who has many names. <laughs> Wait, introduce you. So, I, I mean, I think people might know you recently by the name Freaking Snap uh, yes. as a project. But you were mentioning right before we started recording, you've, you've been involved in a lot of stuff over yeah. the years. So maybe if you can just give a bit of background as to you know what your musical history is locally, and then we can go from there. Well, we can go as far back as about uh, twenty years. Okay, and. Uh, I used to have a project called A Spelling E. Okay. Which was a that sounds very familiar. It was a, it, it was it was a, a bass and drums duo. Okay. Uh, I pretended that I could actually write songs and sing. Okay. Okay. And uh, we did it very terribly. How long, how long did that last for? Uh, probably about a year. Okay. A year and okay. a half or so. And then uh, that was with uh, actually with uh, Jarrett McNabb, who plays in Paperback. Okay. Okay. Paperbacks. Uh, well, I think if you've been around long enough, you end up playing with at least a couple people who went on to bigger and better things, sort of. Exactly. When it picks so tight knit as far as music goes, so. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, actually, the, the very original lineup of Ace Melody actually had Spencer from uh, Spine of Earth. Okay. And so, uh, again, with so the incestuous, again, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the smallness of the city and 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 time. Yeah, totally. But, uh, but yeah, that 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 evolved into just me me being playing by myself. Okay. And at one point, it was just one of those things where I wanted to shift styles a little bit, so I changed the name to Unraveled Brown Cassette Tape Lying on a Freeway. Right. I definitely remember that. I, I, don't, I don't know if I ever heard it, but I mean, the name was distinct enough at the time that yeah, I, I, it's certainly familiar. Yeah. 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 And then uh, that one, that, that one, you know, was, was it was just me my, by myself for a long time, and then. Started adding in a couple of people here and there, okay. throwing throwing a few wrenches into the cogs, and eventually we just kind of sort of became a larger freeform unit. Okay, and that was called we shifted the name to uh, Broken Orchestra of Winnipeg. Okay, and that was kind of a nod to uh, Art Ensemble of Chicago. Totally, yeah. In yeah. terms of the name, but uh, then that just for whatever reason, it became increasingly difficult to work. I don't want to say work with people, but it became harder to to, to get a, a, a group of people to come together. Okay. To to do the shows and. Was it because of the type of stuff you were playing, or just in general? It was just in general, just you know, timing things and everything, stuff like that. Uh, so that so, so that so that just you know kind of. I don't want to say fell apart because it didn't fall apart. I just kind of just went, yep, <laughs> we're done with this. Right. Let's just share it. Let's just do something just by ourselves. Okay. And that's where sea freezing came right, into right. being, and which is still an ongoing thing. And we we play maybe once or twice a year okay. or so, and you know have some fun. But uh, and there's a few there's a few albums floating around online uh, for that project as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And. They're all available on Bandcamp yeah, for, for free. Listening to them today, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then just for, for, for you know, sake of, you know, not wanting to 
Wow, what's the word? I wanted to branch out a little bit from that and delve into just, you know, doing something completely separate that was still similar in stylistic fashion, okay. sort of, but just concentrating on just using one thing. Right. right. As opposed to where, where sea freezing was, was initially started off with... Uh, I was using a whole bunch of effects pedals and, uh, and a couple of gadgets going into the right. effects pedals. And then it just became, wow, all this stuff is really heavy to carry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm getting older. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't want to carry stuff anymore. And that, that evolved into becoming just me and Jared playing drum machines. Okay. And I just went, well, I'm not using that piece of equipment for sea freezing anymore. I wonder what I can do with this thing. So, what is the piece of equipment that you've been using? It's the uh, it's that little yellow thing. Okay. Is that it's a chaos a, thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's a little chord chaos okay. later synthesizer thingamabout. Hand hand operated sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's literally the simplest synthesizer synthesizer you can come across. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because you it's literally you turn it on. It's got presets. And you sort of touch it and things happen, right? Touch it, things happen. <laughs> yeah. You got buttons that you can yeah, totally, and and make weird stuff go on. And, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, wow, I didn't know I could do this. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember I had a conversation with Jared about a month ago where he asked me, so have you, have you used everything on that thing yet? Yeah. And I'm like, well, actually, no. I just discovered something that I didn't know how to do cool. before. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. I just accidentally hit a couple of buttons and it was just like, it did this thing. Right, so now you have a whole new thing opened so, up to So yeah. it's like, I opened up a whole new world of stuff. That's cool. He's like, well, how come you didn't know about that? I'm like, I never read the instructions. Right, right. <laughs> just experiment, right? Just yeah, more fun for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's about finding new things. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just crazy that a little thing like that can can be a one-man band, basically. Like, it's yeah. uh, you wouldn't expect it just, just looking at it. But Well, there's that, I've actually seen some YouTube videos where we're People are actually covering songs by Coldplay. Oh, really? On in, in 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 the entirety, huh. just without the vocals. Of course, yeah, yeah. But they're doing the entire thing. Wow! And it's like, huh? Wow! That's that's actually cool. Out of the little box, yeah. But yeah. I'll never do that. Right. Well, that's not that's not the style of thing you're doing anyway. Well, a I can't even figure out what I did yesterday to to, to redo a song. Right. Right. Well, I mean, one thing I noticed looking at the Bandcamp was that it's the amount of output is hard to even know where to start because you have what 200 and some albums on there uh, uh, albums as, as of today there's 215 releases on right there. so for someone who is kind of just coming into your music has, doesn't really know who you are doesn't really know much about what you do say someone just finds it right yeah how do they navigate that like is there is there any place is there a starting point or is it just kind of pick one and, and go from there honestly you know really you know pick one and go right but if I was to tell somebody to go, you know, to, okay, here's where you should start. Yeah. Uh, the easiest thing to do would be to go to one of the, any one of the live at. Okay, I, I was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, I've basically, you know, the live performances I find are just I'm just trying to do things that I was figuring out. Okay. Beforehand. Okay. So you, you'll you'll find that invariably you'll get things that. You may have already done on another track, right? But it's kind of like you know, uh, you know, a, a regular band performing and they're playing their same eight songs yeah. that they've recorded. So it's like you find a lot of the you know, similarities will okay. will crop up. So are these just parts that are more kind of honed because you've you've done them enough times? So like yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those things where you you. you I figured out that you know certain things sound really well together when you format it into a, a into a larger piece. Right, right. And generally speaking, I generally look at each performance as being a composition. Okay. Like, like rather than a series of tracks. Yeah. Like it, it, it is really. I don't want to say classical in style in, in classical music, but I feel that some of the composing okay. methods are okay. similar because 
you'll always come back to different motifs coming back throughout. Right, and that could be a jazz thing as well, right? I mean, yeah. something that happens a lot, especially with more kind of avant-garde jazz. Something goes way out and then suddenly it comes back into something you've heard for like a second and then goes off again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what, I guess what I mean, we're listening to in the background. I don't know how well this is picking up on the, on the, on the, on the recording, but it definitely serves as a very ambient sort of background music. I mean, it's, yeah. there's no, because there's no vocals, because it's, it's all made with that one piece of equipment, it, it's kind of... Um, I don't know. The, I don't know. There's, that, there's, nothing, there's nothing that kind of like interrupts the flow of anything. I mean, it's it's, it's very. Yeah. You know, what? Where does this come from? Where, where does this style come from? Is it just through experimentation, or are you are you influenced by something that kind of led you to, to do this kind of stuff? Well, it's it, it's it, it's a combination of things. It's it's uh, it's influences. You know, any, any like like anything from Autechre to okay. uh, the score for the TV show Lost right? Like by Michael okay. Cicchino. Um, I'm trying to think of what that score was now. I've seen the show, but... It, oh, it's, it, it, it's been a few years. Uh, I'll have to check it out again. I, I actually just finished watching it again oh, for yeah? the yeah. seventh or eighth time. Oh, well, I've done it only once. I've done once. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm completely ridiculous when it comes to that show. Yeah? Okay. Um, like invariably a lot a lot of like a lot of my song titles other references are oh, there's a lot of references to lost okay uh, I'll have to check back there's the song titles and see if wait, I can... whether they're explicit references okay. or that I've taken you know Google and translated something to another language okay and then use that and, and use that because so that's like for really really good fans of lost to figure that out right someone's gonna oh, say yeah. that and just be holy shit yeah yeah and, and then, the, then there's you know the the, the obscure references and, and inside jokes and everything right, else. Right. But yeah, like I I, I I love listening to like like a lot of uh, musical scores. Yeah. To to you know like Lost and to Fringe and different movie scores and everything okay. else. So it's like you throw that in with with things like Autech or an Aphex Twin type okay. electronic stuff and sort of just go, well, this is kind of how a socially awkward guy that can't really <laughs> dance tries to figure it out on a tiny yellow box. Right, right, right. And a lot of electronic music, I mean, the dance thing, a lot of electronic music is geared toward dance, which is, mm. I'm assuming, isn't? Or do you, is that, do you hope that people are going to dance to this, or? I hope somebody somewhere dances to it. would be cool. It. Be, <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of dance would happen to it, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's like, I... I mean, obviously, not all electronic music is dance oriented. Yeah. But that tends to be the kind of stereotype of the genre, right? That it's made for, yeah, for dancing. <laughs> no, I'd I'd love to have somebody to dance, yeah, dance to it because you know I find I find some of it actually is very sort of poppy, right? But it was grooves to it for sure, and yeah. then definitely repetition as well, which usually works good for for dancing. Exactly. So. Thank <laughs> you. 
The sheer number of releases, is that just like a factor of everything you write becomes a release? Or, I mean, just because the quantity is so, it's so huge that, I mean, how long have you been doing this, first of all? Uh, the, like the, the, the freak stuff? Yeah, yeah. Since March 2016. So that's not that long to release 215 releases. So what, what how do you become so prolific? Uh, it, it, it's called Don't Go Out. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. Just, I know a bit of that, yeah. And, and just sit down and record. Okay. And, and does everything get released or do you have an editing process or there's there's a bit of an editing process um, basically when, when I when I record it's like I'll, I'll, I'll flip open I like to call it jalapy laptop laptop because okay. it's a piece of junk yep, and yep. all it's good for is recording but I'll just tur- turn it on flick on the switch on the on the chaos pad and, and go okay and and sometimes those tracks, sometimes that recording will be about five minutes. Sometimes it'll be two hours in length. Right. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, that part sounds really great as, a, as its own little entity. Sure. That five minutes was. <laughs> right. Right. And you, you know, so, so there is some editing, but it, a lot of it is is actually just finding its own spot to where it fits best okay. in terms of a release. Would that often be something you record one day and then it connects better with something you record two days later? Is it? Yeah, but, but, but I, I, it, it's not a case of I connect those things together. Right. It's just I, that track now fits on a release with that track. Okay, fair enough, yeah. You don't, you don't combine them into a single... Okay, for, no, sure. No, like everything has, like everything has been recorded that, that, has, that is freaking snap okay. is all single takes. Okay. No overdubs, nothing. It's right. just flat out, this is what the little machine does. Cool. And is there, I mean, are you often recording multiple releases like in the same day, for example? or, or how, I, I'm just trying to get my, my mind around the, the quantity. I, I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it's just it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's a case of, I, I, I just record, and before anything gets, like, before anything becomes an actual release, yeah, 
it's you've got like I basically uh, I'll name every part of like uh, say say an hour long piece got cut into four chunks. Okay. I'll just call that whatever day I recorded it. Okay. Okay. Number one dash A. Okay. And then dash B dash C. Dash right. So you know it's D. part of it originally yeah. recorded. So, part so of I'll know exactly where it originally originated from, and then some. It'll just I I listen to the stuff that hasn't been put onto a release. While I'm driving around at work, I mean, okay, because I'm a delivery driver, and it, so you have time to listen. Yeah, so yeah. I just yeah. I just sit and listen to it all day, and generally I'll just I'll listen to what I call the freaking snap unknown. Okay, because it, it doesn't have a title they, yet. They don't have titles yeah. yet. Yeah, and I'll just listen to that on random. Okay, and see, and, and periodically, sometimes you know, three or four tracks will just go bang, bang, bang. That's that sounds great. Just has a combination. That, that has a, that's a, that's a great combination, and then you know because of iPods, you just sit there and go save that, save right, that, yeah, save yeah. that to a playlist, and that playlist becomes okay. And that playlist becomes a, a thing. Totally makes sense, yeah. You know, so like like at present, I still have a couple of pieces that I recorded in January okay. that still haven't found their spots yet. But eventually, they will come out once you get the rest. Of it. Okay, yeah, and it, it's just all all in, all in case of where do they fit. Right, and then at different points where it's like I sit there and I go, "Wow, I've got a lot of tracks that just haven't found a home yet." You know, I'm just going to take twenty of these and just call it a B-sides compilation. Okay, okay, and then you've done a few of those, I guess. Mixed yeah, with the two hundred fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. something a year ago and you put it out as a release and since then you've done quite a few others do you I mean how how intimately familiar are you with which what's on which release are there certain ones that you kind of know better than others or oh absolutely no like it, it I, there, there, there's definitely some that I, 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 I know intrinsically as soon as it comes up on okay uh, on a playlist like I know I know that's the abyss of birds right I know that one and it, it's just so, so it's one of those things where just, just, just some of them are just like that much more recognizable. Okay. Whereas others are more 
more akin to being the, the the background musical score. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, I know that, but I have no idea what that's named. Right, but you know where approximately where it's from and what other things might go around it, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there any um, is there any potential for these any of the releases to be kind of reimagined and put together in different combinations or remixed in that kind of way? Or are they sort of, once they're set in a, in a grouping, they're, they're set? Uh, for, 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 for me personally, I don't really like rework right. stuff like that. Um, I did do a, a, a remix record where I sent one track out to a, 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 a group of people okay. and they Oh, they, they did their thing with it. Yeah. They, they did their mucking about with it, and, sure. And it's just like, and I, 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 I mucked about with them with them as well. But it, it, it's 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 less of a uh, a reworking and, and and more just going. You know, I'm just going to take that ten seconds and that ten seconds, sure. and kind of kind of obliterate it, right, right, in 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 a fashion or or something. Okay, okay. So where does this fit in? I mean, as far as playing shows, um, what kind of Scene is, is part of. It. I mean, I know there's an electronic scene. I know there's an experimental music scene. There's so many other little subsets of Winnipeg music. Where, where does this fit? Where does it fit? It it doesn't really fit. Um, it, it's 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 a, it's a thing where there's there's a lot of people that do stuff like this yeah. in the basement. Yeah, totally. That yeah. don't leave the basement. Right, so it just gets saved on whatever hard disk they're saving it on, and that's yeah. Or and then they put it put it up online, and it's like trying to trying to trying to put together shows every once in a while is just it it, it can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. But then again, it, it, it's it's at the end of the day, it's 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 fun. Yeah, like it, it, it's fun to get up and play and play a show, like like even if it's to five people. Yeah, of course, yeah. If it's thirty people, that's great. If it's five, it's great. If it's right, they're there to check out what you're doing, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's like the last bunch of shows that I, I've done, for the most part, have all been at uh, Crescent Fort Rouge United Church. Okay. And it's just like a. That's a big venue for for a little yeah. chaos pad. Oh, that, that that may be the case, but it sounds beautiful Does it? there. Cool. Um, it, it, it's it's just it's an old church. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's built for acoustics and and. And if you've got, you know, a, a decent PA system that, that, that they're using to broadcast the sound, right. it's just going to sound brilliant in there. Like the last in September, played with uh, Din City, okay, which is uh, Scott Clark from Ojima, okay, yeah, yeah, and Chris Harder, and Chris Harder, who used to play in Projector way okay. back in the day, uh, Chris Mama Bauer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Raphael from uh, Mariachi Ghost. Okay. Cool. Did a, cool. Did, did a did a set. He did a little set on lap steel. Oh, cool. And basically, so that's an interesting combination of people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so in 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 Mama Bauer stuff that he does under the, he does it under the name Uh Oh. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of the some of the yeah. CDs. And I haven't actually listened to them, but I've seen them in music yeah, trailer and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, so basically, when 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 we've played shows together, uh, Din City has a PA, okay, and all of us plug in, okay, and then we'll each we'll each play our own little set, and then conglomerate oh, nice. at, at at the end. And so it's like, and, a, it's like a jam, basically. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, and, and and the last one that we did, like Raphael joined joined in on the jam as well, and and. A friend of mine was was there, and he he was just like that was that was astounding. Yeah, I bet it would be neat. Yeah, and it was like, do you record anything, any of those or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually posted a video of the jam. Oh, nice. Okay, I'll check it out when we get on YouTube. YouTube. Cool. Uh, there, there, there's parts of it where it, 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 I don't want to sound too self grandiose about <laughs> it, but there was a couple of parts in there when I was like, it's like holy shit. Yeah, this sounds like Godspeed. <laughs> wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's awesome. But it's like you know, but that's one of those things where like Godspeed is like, oh, right, it's so good. Yeah, 
then it's like I I feel embarrassed going wow that sounded like Godspeed right you don't want people to think you're, you're yeah. but I mean if it sounded like that it sounded like other right yeah so you can't, it can't be that yeah yeah but it, 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 I think it's part of the you know the natural self deprecation aspect of sure of, of myself personally anyway right well it's interesting that you have all, all these people doing kind of solo small solo projects like you know person very personal you know hands on and then coming together and it works somehow it makes a yeah makes a thing that's it's very cool well it, it, i think i think with with like especially with experimental stuff i think generally the, the those kinds of improvisational jams yeah they're either going to be great yeah or awful right or it's going to be terrible yeah and if you're if you're working consistently with similar people, it's it, generally it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Like if you if you have a good feel for how, like for example, for this, like that was the second time that the four of us, excluding Raphael, yeah, like the four, like the three Chris's and Scott, have played together and done that. So you have a bit of a feel for so, what each other are going to so, do. Yeah. So yeah, we had we already had had a bit of a feel to it, and then for this one, just you know, adding Raphael with the lap steel over top mm-hmm. of it was just like, wow. Yeah, that would be that would be a cool addition for sure. Yeah, it was really cool. Is there uh, have you ever had any interest in, in adding people onto your recordings, like bringing someone in to just add some extra kind of flavor that you you can't do with that with that machine? I've thought about it, but I'm also very limited with my. Recording equipment. Right, where right, you got the old laptop and that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's literally like it's one plug-in, right? And it's like, okay, how do I add something else? Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's so simple that I actually recorded a record in in two different airports. Wow. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you just need the computer and the and the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I took a trip last October, last October up to Yellowknife. Oh, cool. And uh, during the layovers, yeah, like one layover was to Edmonton. Sat, you know, I had about four hours in Edmonton yeah. where I was just like, got nothing to do. It was like, so I brought my laptop and the, and the chaos pad with me and just sat at it, sat at a table in, in the airport. Cool. Recorded a bunch of stuff. Then I did that on the way back in Calgary. Is that stuff noticeably different than something you would record in your, your own place? Like, is there is there a feel to it when you're not in the usual surroundings that that comes through on the on the recording? Honestly, I don't know. I I I I. I I couldn't really tell you on that. Okay. Something you have to listen for, I guess, in the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, you see... I, I will, yeah. Right. Are they, I mean, how, how does someone find those recordings? Like, just That one is called Music from Airports. Perfect. Okay, that's very, very simple to find them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool.
One of the reasons this even this podcast here even happened in the first place is because we've been talking a lot on on social media about local music. Yeah, and you're wearing you got a UMFM mug, you got a CKW hoodie on, right? Obviously, you're very interested in in, in the local music scene. Yeah, and uh, I think that a lot of maybe references to kind of '90s stuff was was generating some conversation. Yeah. So I mean, like, 
I don't even know if I have a question, but, but more so than like, I mean, how, how involved are you in what's going on in Winnipeg, Winnipeg music, and sort of how long have you been in there? Because the feeling I get from some of the st- conversation we've had is that you're probably a few years older than me because some of the bands you saw I, I was too young to, to get, get into. Yeah. But like, so you've obviously been around for a while and, and checking out shows and being involved in, in the scene. So I mean, what is uh, what's your well, deal with the music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like. Like many people that yeah. are in the mid forties, a lot of us don't go to as many shows sure, as we sure. used to. I'm mid thirties, same thing. I, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of it's you know like uh, day jobs. Yep. Uh, children. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I know guilty, it's like, yeah, yeah. guilty of both. Yep. Um, and uh, so, so it's like the, the the shows that go till two in the morning. Yeah, it can't happen. Can't happen. Yeah. As much as I want to go check out that show. I gotta get up at five thirty to go to work. I hear you, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Whereas you know, when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, staying out till three and getting up at six was like, that was easy for sure, for sure. So you know, it's like there, there. As much as I want to be in at a lot more shows now, yeah, it's not physically viable. Yeah, but but it's like there are definitely some great bands that are out now. There's always been great bands mm-hmm. in this city, and anybody that says that there ha- that, that there's uh, low periods in terms of the actual quality of bands yeah. isn't looking. I, I think that's true. I think a lot of people sort of they pick the period when they first sort of got involved, and that's yeah. the, the the apex for them, and then they stop paying attention for a yeah. while, and therefore it seems like nothing happened. I mean, I've been guilty of that myself too, talking about oh, nothing happened in these years, but obviously tons of things happened. Exactly, yeah, I just wasn't there. So. Yeah, you know, it's like, like I, I don't know if you've talked to uh, Joel Clavercamp at all. I have. He's been on the show. Yep. Yep. But I've seen, apart from his one of his newest bands, Robo Job. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen pretty much every band that he's, he's been, been in a lot too since 1992. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's been in like countless bands too. I mean, he's yeah. Been, it's been like, quite a few. And, and 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 it's one of those things where it's like he's come on my radio show at U of W a few times, and it, it's it's. It's one of those things where like, he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And he's so knowledgeable about all kinds of things, too. But it, it's like this this city is, is abounding a in quality entertainment it is, all yeah. the time. That it's like sometimes it's like you sit there and go, well, it's Friday night. There's ten things that I could go Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I don't know what five of them are, but they might be cool. <laughs> I'm just going to flip a coin. Yeah. Or kind of just go, I give up and going to sit and record in the basement. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I definitely know what that's like. No, this, this is interesting, though. I mean, do you think there are. I mean, uh, I'm assuming this is the case for me anyway, with my sort of circle of friends and acquaintances and things, that there's uh, finding less people who are. Like a Joel Clavercamp, who who have been in bands for forever and are still doing it. I mean, it seems like those numbers are dwindling. But then every every week, I meet new people who are you know twenty and they're doing something amazing. Yeah, and it's kind of like a. I mean, well, there's, there's all. I think I think there's always going to be a rejuvenation of of everything. Yeah, it keeps yeah, o- for over sure. time. Um, I think I think something that I'm starting to see recently has has been at, you know it's like at the Goodwill and the Windsor, they, they they've started doing. Uh, a show here and there that that's that's an early show. Yeah, which is really cool. Which is which is fantastic, and it's like and, and it's almost like those places have. You know, I don't. I, it's not not the right way to phrase it, but it's almost like they've come to the realization that there's a lot of people that would love to go see yeah. these shows if it started at eight and didn't end at three or something. Yeah. And didn't end at, didn't end at three. Yeah, and 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 on top of that. They can easily have have a show that that's early, and then have some sort of DJ dancing going on afterwards. Right. So the people who are eighteen, they can stay stay out and still enjoy exactly. themselves. Exactly. But the old people can. It, you know, it, yeah. It's like uh, um, have you have you ever gone to Minneapolis to First Avenue? I've been to Minneapolis. I've been past it, but never been in. Okay. Um, I haven't been in years, so I, I'm not sure if they still do it the same way. I think they do, but what they what they used to do at least about fifteen years ago or so. Was you'd go see, say, the Super Chunk show, right? And you know there, there'd be two openers. It would start at seven o'clock. Super Chunk would go on. They'd finish. They'd do two encores, yeah, and be done by ten thirty, which is great. That's which well, awesome, exactly, yeah. which is great. 
and you had the opportunity to stay for the dance party afterwards, or you could take off. Right. And it was it, I, I always found the dichotomy of, of, of the crowds intermixing between the end of the Super Chunk show yeah. to the dance club really kind of I- interesting. Yeah, for sure. Because you'd have all all these different groups coming coming in, and, and some fading out, and some just staying, and just like it's like wow, this is really cool. All all these different crowds are because you may not expect the super trunk audience necessarily to be the same as the dance club, but exactly. some of them are going to cross pollinate, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some of them are just going to go. I I just want to stay out until four. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Or some one of those guys going to come in at the tail end of the rock show and be, oh, hey, what's this? This is cool. I like the exactly. Event. And then you just go, oh wow, next time that band's coming through, I'm going to go see them. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Do you think that's p- part of that? I mean, the, the idea of getting that happening in Winnipeg, I think, has been floated around for a while. There's been kind of a lot of buzz about it. You know, I think yeah. there's a CBC article or something about suggesting it uh, a while back. But do you think it's maybe more um, because there's a lot of guys who are, you know, in their 40s who were in the music scene back in the day who are now running clubs or now booking for clubs or now kind of involved in, in that side of things versus artists? I think it's part of that, but I, I, I think I think there's a lot of artists that want to do it too. Yeah. Um, like I had... Uh, uh, Ava and uh, from Bicycle Face Teresa. and a la mode yeah. uh, on the show on on oh yeah Bicycle Face on, 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 on the yeah. carpool yeah. a while back and 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 we were talking about their CD release yeah. party and whatnot and 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 they were talking it was like they they brought it up it's like oh and the show starts early so it's right. going to be over by you know like, and they're younger too and they're, and, yeah. and they're young they're yeah. they're younger so it's like awesome. Some of the younger people want the modern yeah. early shows too. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love this. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just us old farts. So it's good. It's good. I, I hope that happens too because I, I I've only recently started trying to go to shows again because I realized I wasn't going to shows. I was choosing stay home like ninety yeah. percent of the time. It's like as ah, a show, I can get in for free. They're offering me tickets. I'm still not going to go just because you yeah. know kids and work and everything else. But yeah, it's I, I want I want to start going to more shows, and I think a lot of people will if that sort of changes. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and it, especially if it's the you know like like the, the the Monday to Thursday shows. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Weekends are different, right? Because, Weekend, yeah. Weekends are different. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so, so there, there's that. But but yeah, honestly, any like personally, if 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 I was doing it. I would do every show that's like Monday through Thursday, starts at seven seven thirty, yeah. over by ten, yeah, ten thirty at the latest. If it goes a little bit later because people are really going hyper about wanting, you know, more, a little bit more, like you know, a third encore or whatever, yeah, yeah. By all means, but you're still getting home before midnight, yeah, on a work night or a school on a night or whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah. That's and, and and I think that's that'd be a really key thing in, in terms of you know like. Getting you know like more people out to shows, yeah. Like 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 like, and, and then on top of that, communicating with each other, yeah. Like, like in terms of different kinds of shows and stuff. Like about a year ago or so, there was two benefit shows that were going on at the same night. Right. So they sucked the, that were, yeah. and it was one of those things where both both benefit shows were benefiting the same cause. And both had three punk bands. So they're completely competing with each other. So they were completely competing with each other. Yeah. Whereas if they'd actually said, hey, we're doing this, you guys are doing that, why don't we combine forces? And make way and, more money for the, yeah. And, 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 and wake way, exactly, make way more money for, for the cause. Yeah. So, it's, so that's where, you know, other things that are, are could be done a little bit better. Yeah. Just in terms of, a little bit better communication amongst folks. Yeah, yeah, well, that'd be frustrating to be on either one of those ba- shows yeah. because you're trying to, yeah, you know, especially if it's for a good cause too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and especially if they're friends. Yeah, well, they probably are. I mean, the punk scene is so tight knit that it's most likely that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what do you mean you've got a show the same night? Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's a cancer benefit. So is mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. So it's like, yeah, come on, talk to each other, guys. Yeah, yeah. So who is, I guess, who is your audience? For, for the string staff stuff. I mean, again, sort of going back to what we were talking about, are, are, are there people who are familiar with your older projects who are, are checking out what you're doing now, or is it a lot of younger people who are, you know, just finding it or they're finding it, or do you know what the audience is for, really? Or? Uh, for the most part, in terms of the people that I've seen at shows, yeah. um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, 
there's not a large audience that comes out to the shows. So, so, so when I say if if, I'm, if there's ten people there, right. I am super pumped. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like I am super pumped. The likelihood that nine of those people have come to any one of the things that I've done over the last twenty years is pretty high. Right. So it's a very very specific market. Yeah. 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 Um, if, if if new people come out, I'm always happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's audiences are, are are kind of weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially in Winnipeg, it's yeah, it's a very strange thing that happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. It, it, it's in it, 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 we were like we were, we were talking about this on on the on the weekend. Uh, a couple of friends and I, uh, but a very specific example. Um, a local artist played, you know, would play here to 10, 15 people yeah. regularly. Go to Toronto, Vancouver, or play a festival in Europe and sell the place out. Yeah. Come back home. 10 people again. 10 people. Yeah. To the point where they kind of gave up booking local home shows. And usually moved to Toronto or Vancouver or wherever. And, well, they, 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 they were still here. Okay, the specific one. Okay, this yeah, this yeah, specific yeah. one. And, and and was actually asked, well, well how come you never play? Yeah. You know, how come you never play shows at home? And the answer was, well, why should I? Yeah. Um, I go play these festivals, I do these things, and I'm making... I, I, Poor capitalist, whatever yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah. But, but it's like I'm making enough money at these things that I don't actually have to come home and do a day job. Right, which is the goal, right? I which mean, that's what you know, kind of the goal. Yeah. yeah. And it, whenever I do come back and I play a show here, I play to ten of my friends that come have been coming to my shows regularly since day one. Since yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knew, and at some, you know, and then at some point. You know, invariably, you know, a, a publication of some sort will go. This artist is the greatest thing ever, yep. and then suddenly, they're selling out every show at home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it, and it, 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 it's one of those things where it's like it's 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 almost like Winnipeg needs somebody else to tell them. Yeah. That something is really cool in Winnipeg. That's kind of a, a thing with Canada in general, though, I think. But yeah, 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 a, lot, yeah. a lot of I mean, comedians, for example, no one goes to their shows, they go to the States, get a, get on some sitcom, all of a sudden they come back selling themselves out, right? Yeah. So you need external, um, someone needs approval yeah. before you can, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it, 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 it's probably like that in every city. Probably. Yeah. Like, like It's probably like that in the States, it's probably like that in Europe. It's yeah. Like, but this is one of those things where it's like, I, I know that one example where it's like, you know, the person was asked, like, well, why don't you play local shows yeah. anymore? It's like, well, why should I? Yeah, what's the point, right? Yeah. Like, what's the point? I, I'm spending money and losing money yeah. when I play a show at home. Which is frustrating for the people who actually are fans, right? Get at home because you yeah. expect you can see a band over and over and over again, and then no, unfortunately, you just kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love Winnipeg for that. that I think that I mean not to name any particular bands, but I've definitely seen that happen before with yeah. people that you know whether the people I know were bands that I, I, I've liked too. It's yeah, something happens to make them all of a sudden they get on someone else's radar, and then the next Winnipeg show is completely sold out, which, yeah. which is great for the band, but it sucks that they have to to do that. I mean, that's like yeah. goes going back to even like Neil Young and stuff, right? He took off exactly pretty early on because there was nowhere to go here. And that's another one that I is like I, I find kind of funny, in terms of uh, of of being a you know quote unquote local artist. Yes. Yeah. The man has not lived here since 1967, 66. Yeah, and he got it as quickly as he possibly could. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, He was here for from like high school, basically. Like you know, and not even all of high school because he didn't graduate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like he was here for like maybe two years or so. Yeah. Left. Got out. But yet we claim him, though. We, I mean, yet we claim him. All everyone does it. I've done it. I've, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I went to the same high school as him decades and decades later. But hey, I went to the same high school as Neil Young, right? Yeah. Which is utterly meaningless, but it sounds cool. And I was like, you know, I'm sure I've said it to people, and, and thinking I was so cool for doing it, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. He was. It was a blip on the radar. Yeah. Of, yeah. In, in, in terms of the actual city itself, he was a blip. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it, I, I think with him personally, it's one of those things where 
he started his career right. of music right here. So it's better. Yeah, more we have more claim than than whatever town Ontario was born in. Yeah, because yeah, because his first bands yeah that he started playing in were here. Right. So we can prove that the Squires existed. So therefore, exactly. New York is ours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, whereas you know somebody like Burton Cummings and, and Randy Backman, yeah. who did stick around for yeah. quite a while, yeah, and then invariably moved off and yeah and, and whatnot. It's like. But it, it's it, I, I've just always found it funny. Like he hasn't lived here in fifty years. Yes, but he can very easily spark that pride thing. I mean, when when the Jets came back, he made a short video of himself wearing a Jets jersey, and it went Winnipeg viral. Right, like everyone yeah. was just like, holy shit, he loves it. And it's, he didn't do anything. He's still in California. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't yeah. come here. He didn't play a show here. He just put on a sweater, and it's like, oh, he loves us, these ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we won't talk about the Jets. Yeah, I, I love the Jets, but uh, yeah. I don't like hockey. Okay, well then, we're not much to talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if somebody wants to give me a free ticket to a game, yeah, yeah. I'll gladly go. Yeah, I won't necessarily enjoy myself, but you'll go well, for go. free, obviously. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, but uh, well, actually, with with work, every once in a while, they 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 they've got uh, a couple of sets of season tickets. Oh, cool. Uh, two are uh, like right around the the penalty box and the other two are in the fancy uh, oh the lounge yeah, section. yeah 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 the hoity-toity I, section yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've told the boss that I will only accept the hoity-toity <laughs> seats because they bring you the beer right you don't have to get up you don't have to wait you in don't line have here. to get yeah. up you don't have to wait in line there's no lineup in the bathroom yeah. it's glorious so even if you're not into the game, you're still in luxury, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like uh, like I feel I, I generally feel the same way about baseball, right? And and there, there's there's been a few times where uh, for for work we've gone to the baseball Golden games Zero. and and we've we've been up in the in the in the sky suite yeah. seats and whatnot, and it's just like, oh yeah, the game's over there. Yeah, I don't care. Here's the beer. Right, right. Here, here's the TV with something else on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, not even TV. Just there's the beer. The beer, right? So you're good. You're, you're covered. I'm yeah. good. I'm yeah. covered. Yeah. I've got the beer. 